Minisa. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> We're back with a shorty. Yeah, but just a, a goodie. A li- ooh, <laughs> a shorty but a goodie. A I like it. <laughs> so cutesy. <laughs> We're doing a little mini so, guys. What's up? We're um. Not stalling for time on making a full-length podcast at all. No, never. <laughs> we would never do that. Apologies for being gone last week. Um, life was bad. Life hit us real hard so again. we had to take a minute. But you got three weeks in a row of us before we had to take a Come break. on. And now we're back with only one week yes. off. <laughs> yes. So, we're still here for the long run, you guys. Yes. And we thought this would maybe be just like a good fun thing to do, just like a little a little teaser, a little taster, um, just because this would have been both of our floods for this week if we had done a full podcast, and that's lame, so let's just talk about it for a little bit. Yeah. We went to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in concert, mm-hmm. a live orchestra. Playing the movie and the music together. It was truly delightful. And can we get this out of the way? We are aware... That this was our most hated soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) And one of our most hated movies in general. Yes. Um, But I, like, I think both of us left the concert and we were like, that might be the first time I watched that movie and actually liked it. That is exactly (laughs) what I said to you when we left. I was like, this is the first time I liked this movie. That's a lot. It gave me more of an appreciation for the soundtrack, too. Me, too. Big time. Big time, big time. You know what's crazy is they're so talented, I, like, completely forgot we were not just, like, watching a regular movie. I know, that's how it always is when we go to those kinds of concerts. It's crazy. So the orchestra, um, here does these, like, movies that they're, or these, like, concerts where they're trying to get people in who maybe, like, aren't going to want to go to, like, a classical concert. So they do these, like, movies and music concerts where they basically, like, pick movies that are, like, known for having really cool soundtracks, Mm -hmm. and then they, like, play the movie in time with the, or they play the score in time with the movie, yes. I guess. And they cut the audio of the music so that the orchestra is, like, sitting below the screen and they play the score in time with the movie. It's cool I've, as hell. It's really cool. I've been to quite a few of these concerts because I think they're really fun. Yeah. I went to the Harry Potter one last year because I was like, I have to go to these. They've been doing the Harry Potter ones yes. for a few years. And I finally got to go to one last year, and it was amazing. And so then this year, I was like, Emily, you are coming with me. Yes. Because now that I've experienced one, I need to go to all the rest of them. Yeah. Um, And they're so fun. They're so cool. And yeah, you're totally right. Like, you forget that you're, like, at a concert. Like, it feels like you're just watching the movie. It's crazy. But the music is, like, louder and more intense than it is when you're just watching the movie Because you you don't really pay that much attention. Yeah. So it's really cool. When? When? Yeah. And the thing that's also cool about it is that, like, I feel like I also, like, you notice music playing in parts that maybe you don't notice that there is any music. Yeah. I really liked, I noticed this time I was like, wow, I wish that this song played more during it because I don't really care for the actual song that plays during it. But that, like, opening, the introductory scene to, like, right before they go to dance at the Yule Ball. Yeah. When they kind of show it for a minute, and then it's Ron and Harry getting in their mm-hmm. dress robes and stuff. Like, it was very, very loud Yeah, during that part, because, you know, they're not going to quiet down. They're playing a fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> so And it's like, the music is coming. I was like, that's coming. great. I love that. Yeah. It's cool, because, like, the music isn't, like, background noise when you go to these kind of concerts. Yes. Like, it's the forefront, so it's it's 
like cool because you get to hear music that would otherwise be very quiet and like not noticeable mm-hmm. when you're just watching the movie. Yeah. So it's fun. I loved it. I also was like so surprised because I am so like, I don't know, conscious about theater performance etiquette. Yeah. And they really did not give a shit. No. I think that is the funniest thing. They like encouraged people to scream during the movie right. at all times, which I loved. Right. I thought that was very fun. And I would like to just say, (laughs) I did scream twice in complete silence. (laughs) Once for Jason Isaacs as he comes sweeping onto the screen as Lucius Malfoy. (laughs) And then uh, again when Voldemort made his triumphant return. um, Both times met with booing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Emily screamed and then everyone else booed. <laughs> I was um, shocked. I was shocked. I was shocked that Draco Malfoy did not get more applause. Yeah, people that booed him in the ferret scene. They did! <laughs> and I thought, how dare you? He's sitting in that tree and you don't even clap. Do you know how much time it took for him to get up there and get ready for that? <laughs> Do you know how long he was planning that attack? He was there overnight, you guys. He camped out in that tree. I will say the amount of cheering that Cedric got on his first appearance did warm my heart. I know. People cheered. So many Hufflepuffs came to this movie. Everybody was all dressed up. It was really fun. Before the concert started, the conductor was just like announcing the concert and he was like, Alright, how many Gryffindors are here? And then people cheered and he went through all the houses. And, like, I don't know if this is just my bias coming out, but I feel like Hufflepuff got the loudest scream. Hufflepuff did scream real loud. Real loud. This real is loud. our movie. So, it like, we had to it's show... our boy! We had to show ourselves. It's our son. Come out to celebrate. <sighs> I love him. That was truly tragic. I don't know what it is. I, I got teary, but I didn't, like, cry. Yeah. I thought that it was really going to be bad for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it is. I think it's the curse of this podcast. It's like, I keep saying, like, I'm going to cry. Yeah. And then I never, and then I don't. And then you don't. But I did cry when we were, re- I did cry when we read the book and we read Dumbledore's Little Eulogy. Oh my God. Yeah, we both did. We both I did. I wasn't expecting crying. it to no, hit me that no, no, hard. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was absolutely like, oh was God. not. There was no way I was expecting that. But yeah, this movie is starting, to, maybe I'm starting to, I've watched it too much. Yeah. We watched it too much recently. Like, I feel like we watched it, like, so close together. I think I'm, like, desensitized to it now. Just go, like, a solid year without watching it, and then the next time you do, you'll get emotional again. Oh, my God. No, but it was so fun. I'm trying to think of other moments that, like, really surprised me. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, I think I said this to you when we left, but this was the first time that I ever really enjoyed the second task. Oh, because the music was the cool. The music was cool to hear it live. Yeah. I liked it. It gave me an appreciation for a soundtrack that I still truly am not the biggest fan of. Yeah. Like, this is the thing about these concerts is, like, I went to the Prisoner of Azkaban concert last year. And I'm I really don't like that one. And I'm also not a huge fan of that soundtrack. And then this year, I went to Goblet of Fire, also not a huge fan of that soundtrack. I left both of those concerts being like, I love these movies and I love the music. So I'm really excited for next year when it's Order of oh. the Phoenix. And it's a soundtrack that I'm actually in love with. 
Like, I think it's going to be, like, that much better than these already have been. I'm excited for 6, too, because that's, like, yes. a real wild one. Like, there's a lot of really interesting things going on. Mm -hmm. Do you think you said that they brought in a choir for Prisoner of Azkaban? They did, because the Dementor music yes. is done by, like, vocals. Do you, how, like, haunting will that be? If they do that for the in song. Oh, God. Song. Oh, my God. They probably will. Ah! That'll be real fun. <laughs> I love live music. Oh, I do, too. Something about, like, listening to, like, an orchestra, it just, like, it fills, it, like, shakes and rattles my very spirit. I know. Every concert I've gone to, I get chills. I can't help even it. Even if it's on a movie one. Even if it's, like, a classical performance. I know. It, I just, like, it gets me every time. So good. I can't stand it. I get the chills when it's live music. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I know. I love it so much. No, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped about the future. Yeah. What other concerts will I can't wait to, to, like, actually enjoy Half-Blood Prince. I know. <laughs> I'm excited. The only redeeming thing about that movie to me is the soundtrack. I know. And I, I'm excited for, um... The last one too, because I was yes. so bummed that I didn't get to go to the concerts. For oh, the first then two I will movies. cry. Then I will. So cry. hearing them, that's like that's our chance to hear first movie music I be performed, know. and I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sad that I missed out on Chamber of Secrets because it's real. It's mm -hmm. real good, spooky, mm -hmm. very like classic Harry Potter music. I know. In those first two. And then if they continue with Fantastic Beasts after <gasps> Harry Potter... No, I'll lose my mind. Those would be so good. I love, love the soundtracks to Fantastic Beasts. Here's what you told me, though. That I'm not allowed to come with you if they do <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Okay. Emily leaned over during the concert no. and told me that she was going to yell, Daddy, when Voldemort came <laughs> on the screen. Until I was like... I will not bring you to Fantastic Beasts because the things that come out of your mouth whenever Graves is on the screen no, are it's a nightmare. Truly vile. <laughs> yes. Truly, truly like incredible sexual harassment. Yes. <laughs> like even very, just with Grindelwald bad. too in crimes. No, I be I become um, and this is a joke. Just to put that out there, <laughs> I, I be defend myself. I become incredibly homophobic when I watch the crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> Something about just looking at him makes me want to like push a push a twink in a locker. Yeah, you know? like like I transform into the quarterback That's of like my horrible. high school team. Oh, never mind, I was oh no, <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm very warm now. No, anyway, I'm very excited if they do Fantastic Beasts. I've loved both of the soundtracks to those movies, mm -hmm. so very cool, very exciting, very special, haunting, and sensual. Yeah. <laughs> so, moral of the story, if you guys ever get a chance to go to a concert like oh, this... Oh, do it. It's so fun. Do it. They're, they're the best. It's such a cool experience. It makes you feel like you're watching the movie for the first time again. It is really, Yeah. I love it. Oh, you know what cracked me up? Speaking of that, is that I loved seeing the movie in theaters where people are, like, encouraged to participate in the movie, mm -hmm. um, where all of us know what is up, like, what the deal is, because when Fudge first came on screen, somebody booed really loud. It was really funny, because they were, like, the only person yeah. in the entire hall that booed. And then everybody started laughing. <laughs> yes. But I thought that was so funny that it's just, like, we know what's, we know what's up. That so happens. he just comes on screen. I went to another concert like this for Jurassic Park, 
And in the beginning of the movie, when the, like, guys are, like, pulling the, like, lawyer across the, like, river on that raft mm-hmm. thing, like, one lone person in the hall booed at the lawyer, too. And that was the same thing, like, everybody laughed. Because <laughs> he's, like, not really a villain, but you also don't like them. Yeah. So it's, like, still gotta boo him, and it's really funny. I was kind of surprised that people booed at Voldemort. Me too, I thought people were weird? cheer. I know! What has the world come to? I know. I wasn't surprised that people booed at Lucius. I was surprised that they booed at Voldemort. <laughs> I can't believe I was the only one. I can't believe no one booed at Peter Pettigrew. Oh my god! I know, we tried to boo at Snape. No But you know what was funny is that there wasn't really any applause for him either. Yeah. <laughs> there was applause for Alan Rickman. Yes. When his name came up in the credits. Okay. And he deserves it. I truly love that. It is like my all-time favorite thing when other people are the same as me. When I sit and I like to watch until, you know, like, I like to watch the creative credits. Where it's, yeah. like, nice before it cuts to black and then I, you know, I walk out on all the people who did all the hard work on the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I love it when people stay and they cheer for, like, actors' names as they come yeah. up. And a lot of people were doing a that. A lot of people did really it. Happy. Yeah, like, they cheered for all the all the popular ones. They cheered for mm-hmm. Maggie Smith. They cheered for Alan Rickman. I cheered for Jason Isaacs. I did, too. He's a talent and a yeah. treasure. <laughs> a lot of people cheered for um, Dan Radcliffe. Yeah, how could you not? I choose for also Tom Felton too. Talent and treasure. <laughs> oh my but god! I I cheered very very loudly for Ray Fiennes. Yeah, you did. Which no is one else. Well, he this is his one movie that he deserves loud cheers for. <laughs> and even then, I'm a little divided. Yeah. <laughs> get up! Get up! Enough, <laughs> sir. Enough. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why that is, like, the standout line of, like, you need to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> we know the Dumbledore one and Voldemort has one, too, I guess, in my mind. I'm surprised that no one booed at that Dumbledore line. <laughs> I know! I did. <laughs> He's Boo. so fast. Don't yell. Um, there was a woman who was sitting near us. Um, who was dressed in gear, and she was an older woman, and throughout the hall, there were more of her friends. They were all separated, but they all came dressed up exactly the same. Right. So at intermission, it was just me who had gone to the restroom. Mm -hmm. You had gone to visit Myrtle, who I'm always horrified at in this movie, (laughs) and I always forget that she's a part of it until I'm like, I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, so it was just me. I was sitting there, and I was listening to her and her friends talk, because they all, like, grouped up together over intermission, Um, and they were discussing whether or not, um, they were all like, Michael Gammon can suck a dick. (laughs) But they were debating, like, could Richard Harris have pulled it off? Could he have done the scene in Half-Blood Prince in the cave? And they were, like, very deep in discussion about it. Really? Because they were like, he might have been too old to handle it. Or what? They were, like, in a full discussion, and it really cracked me up, and I forgot to tell you until right now. Oh my gosh! I wish I could have heard that! I know, and I wanted to join in, but that felt rude. Yeah. (laughs) But I wanted to be like, you're right, he can suck a dick. Yeah. (laughs) You're right, Michael Gammon is But they fully were like... He didn't read the book. He wasn't interested in reading the book. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. It was like they were going <laughs> off on Michael Gambon. It was so, so funny. Happy. It was so funny. Like these full I love it. Like like just just graceful older women 
just taking the piss out of Michael Gambon. I yes, loved it. And then they the got best. really deep into talking about whether Richard Harris could have done it or not. And I literally wanted to like look up from my phone and go, Ian McKellen. And then just be like, <laughs> and then never say a word again. Never say a word again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was into it. I was really shocked. Yeah, That's they were all awesome. wearing robes. They were all like different um, houses. <laughs> I think they all dressed up. That's so fun that, like, even people of that generation are, like, so into Harry Potter. I know! You know? That's gonna be us one day. It is, I know. <laughs> but it won't be weird because we grew up with yeah. it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Did I boo J.K. Rowling? I think I did, but now I don't remember. I think you may have. <laughs> but no one clapped. But I did, a, I did a light boo. I did a quiet boo. And <laughs> it was a short boo. Boo. <laughs> I didn't like her. <laughs> and we did not care for Mike Newell. No. Oh, we did boo Mike Newell. We did boo ne- Mike Newell. Oh, I don't like that man. Oh, what's going to happen with David Yates? Oh, Jesus Creasums. Well, he doesn't have that much to worry about in the next one. It's, it's the sixth one. It's the sixth one. Now, I don't know why I've softened up on the... The fifth movie. It's like the more I watch it, the more like it's not truly that bad. But I remember being so revolted by it. Well, after seeing it in the theater, wait until we do our movie commentary. Oh, that's gonna be bad. That will be bad because I am obsessed with the baby-headed man. (laughs) Yes, and I just. I, like, did not know what you were talking about for a second. I don't remember that. It's horrifying. And I can't believe I didn't get to see it. <laughs> Such a bummer. <laughs> Such a fucking bummer. Jesus. Oh my god. Well, I don't know what else to say. We had a great time, even though it's, like, our most hated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just, like, I have a lot of hope for the rest of them. Because oh, it's, it's gonna like, be from here on out, like, the next... Movies in the series are all ones that, like, even if I have beef with the movie itself, I love the music. Yeah, music's great. So, for all of them, I think the Deathly Hallows movies both have really good scores, too. They're gonna have one lone songstress to just over and over and over again go... (laughs) Just every every once in a while. I know. That's all they're. That's all they're gonna need her to do. It would be interesting if Goblet of Fire was the only score that did not have like a choir for some of the songs. Yeah, do they have that in the first and second? I guess I have to listen to those soundtracks again. There's some choir stuff. I feel like the in the first movie, I feel like the music that plays when they're coming across the lake on the boats and you see Hogwarts for the oh. first time is a choir. The Christmas one too. The Christmas one too. And I feel like that music is in the second movie, too, because mm-hmm. the soundtracks are, like, identical. Yeah. I'm sure all the spooky stuff has some choral yeah. business in it. And then in the third one, it's the Dementor music. I'm sorry to report that there was not a live band and singer for Can You Dance Like a Hippogriff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly tragic. I, I remember turning and be like, I, funny, I don't see a rock and electric guitar out here on the stage. <laughs> it's all orchestral instruments. <laughs> They're gonna play it on violin. Electric violin. Electric violin. There you go. That Lindsay, would have been Bring tight. Lindsay Sterling. Oh god. <laughs> Am I the only person on this earth who doesn't care for her? Or are you possibly? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just don't like her interpretive dancing in her music videos. Well, yeah, that I can understand. That's very upsetting to my senses. <laughs> The music's good, though. 
Oh, she, I just heard a, a Star Wars medley she did that I really loved, so... Speaking of, what movie are they on right now for Star Wars? Do you know? For the orchestra? Yeah. This year they did Empire Strikes Back, which was also very good. I went to that this year. <sighs> Man, we've got a while to go. I just want to boo Kyle. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do the prequels or not. Oh, God. I wonder if they'll just go to the, the new trilogy <laughs> after Return of no, the Jedi. No, they know. have to. It's part of it. I don't like sand. <laughs> God. That one was also very good, though. That's the movie that the Imperial March is introduced in, so. What? Are you talking about the prequel movie? No, I'm talking about Empire Strikes Back. There was a pause of I like sand, some nervous giggling, and then that was a good movie, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) Empire Strikes Back is a good movie. Yes. That's everybody's fave. That's everybody's fave. That's (laughs) Darth Vader's movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, so are the prequels. Anyway. Well, that's Darth Vader's good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what's funny? Is what? that I I always, like, make my joke of, like, my Goblet of Fire Voldemort scream. Just be like, nah! Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's that one guy screaming in Moulin Rouge and El Tango de Roxanne. Okay, oh. that's enough. <laughs> that was a special moment that just happened. You guys can leave now. That's fine. I'm going to finish my story, but I don't expect you to stay. <laughs> subtitles on with the movie and he is truly yelling no and that is what happens with darth vader in the prequels because one moment the one minute that you see darth vader he goes no falls to his knees (laughs) and that's what voldemort does too and i just thought well isn't that special (laughs) and that was my one thought during that moment i was like oh like darth vader (laughs) oh that's the other thing that i guess i'll say about this concert really quickly was how much fun I had reading the subtitles because <laughs> they had the oh subtitles on. Who called um, Madame Maxime a French tart? Because that was a subtitle and I've never heard those words in my life while watching I want to say it was like Seamus or Dean. No, 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 no. This is when everybody was like running in after Harry gets chosen oh. or whatever. And, and one of the subtitles says like, be quiet, you French tart, or something. And I'm like, who said that? I'm gonna need to look. I'm gonna need to find out. Who's all in that scene? Is it Karkaroff? It could have been Karkaroff. Or Moody. Or <laughs> Moody. <laughs> um, it was also really fun to hear uh, Voldemort bashing Wormtail in the beginning oh of that Oh my god, yes! I never noticed that he well, said Well, because that the music is hard, and then it's all, it's the, it's the stress baby whispering that I can't handle. Yeah. But he does say, like, running around in the sewers or something. Yeah, like, insane. He was like, you should like living in this house, because you're used to living in, like, the pipes or something <laughs> like that. Rice. You're a gutter rat. Sir, this is a manor house! How dare you! <laughs> I feel like there are also some parts in that movie where I have never known what Fred and George are saying. So it was, like, nice to actually be able to understand what they were saying. This is, like, me in the first, like, I've I've said this a million times now. This Mm -hmm. is what this podcast is, both of us being like, have we said this before? I've said this so many times. Yeah. Where I, like, literally can't understand um, Vernon Dursley at all for some of the time. At all. And that's the same with the twins. And sometimes Mr. Weasley... Yeah. It's hard for me as well. There's just some accents that are tough. There are also some parts, especially in Goblet of Fire with McGonagall, 
when the teachers are talking after Crouch says, like, Harry has oh. the computer, whatever. For the longest time in that part, I had no idea what McGonagall was saying. What'd she say? I don't remember any. She says something about, like, offer him up as bait. Potter is a boy, not a piece of meat. But you didn't know what says, she was saying? No! Katie! <laughs> this is, this is the eyebrow all over again. That's all I could think of when I was looking at Moody in this movie was you thinking that his eyebrow, <laughs> his eyebrow looks cotton. so fucked up in that movie. But yeah, like that that part of the movie, it took me like I knew it by the time yeah. we went to this concert, but for a long time I didn't know what she's saying. You know what part. I didn't notice was that um, she when Snape says, um, "Well, maybe we should do whatever," and Dumbledore goes, "I agree." Or Severus. And then McGonagall fully just goes, ugh, and walks away. And I never yeah. noticed that ever before. I'm like, hell yeah, girl. I love her in this movie. No she's one wonderful. else cares about Harry, but she's, like, concerned about him. Yes, truly. Ugh, I love her. Can I say, okay, just on it, like, I appreciate the running around in the sewers line, but I think it would have been better if they stuck to the Ridge and just said many... People would give their right hand. Yes! <laughs> Where are the dad jokes? Which job many people give their right hand for? Fuck. Oh, it's good. What a dramatic piece of shit. I love him. And I can't wait to see him in a crisp-ass suit. Yes. Welcome to the world of suits. Featuring the great works of David Yates. Putting everyone in a suit. Putting everyone in street clothes. No, Draco Malfoy wears a suit in the fourth one. Does, he doesn't. At the Quidditch Cup. He oh, does. well, yeah. But, but that's not at school. World. Yeah. The fuck are you wearing a suit for? Maybe it's just because he's the only person who still respects the the joy and luxury of train travel. <laughs> <laughs> like people who still dress up for <laughs> airplane travel. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's, That's the podcast. It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. You know where to find us at Myrtle Bath Pod. Wow. I almost forgot our handle. It like completely oh went away from my mind. Myrtle, Myrtle Bath, Bath Pod. Pod. Or at gmail.com. It's the same thing. We don't Please expect much. Just like, just like hang in there and we'll be back next week. With a Cursed Child episode. So get ready for us to like talk about that shit again. It's gonna, be, <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. And then what are our other two that we said we were gonna do? We're gonna be doing My um, Immortal. We're gonna be doing a full, just like book club episode on My Immortal. Yes. And then uh, we're gonna be doing Buckle Up, Buttercup. We're gonna be doing Crimes of Grindelwald, the commentary. I'm track. so excited! <laughs> I'm real excited for that. And then we will be coming at you with Order of the Phoenix book club. So stay tuned because we will be figuring out our like reading schedule for that. Yes. And be posting that on social media. This book's media. a tough one, so it might be a little weird it either in the sections that we're doing or like kind of what the content covers. Yeah, Order of the Phoenix had like, or not Order of the Phoenix, Goblet of Fire had like very clean breaking points. Half and it was Prince like is going to be perfection chapters. as well. Is it? Okay. Yes. But. Order of the Phoenix is a tough one, so we're going to have to... Each section might be, like, a different number of chapters, but we'll figure it out. We're going to announce it all the time. Yeah. We love and cherish you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Okay, kisses and hugs. Bye. 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 Oh!